So for the title for today is Operating with the Words of Knowledge and Wisdom for Divine Healing. Now the testimony that is shared with you guys, it led to all those people encountering who God is. Okay, These people don't know God, maybe they've never experienced the Lord. The Lord told me that words of knowledge and words of wisdom are gates into the Lord. They're literally gates. So those gates will lead into other things, right? But those are um, the introduction to what God wants to do. Um, okay, let's just give an example. Remember the woman at the well? When Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well, he asked her for a drink and she said, I can't do this and that. And she made an excuse. And then he started telling her with a word of knowledge everything about her. And when she heard everything about her, what did, what did she say? He's a prophet. And he said, no, I'm, I'm the son of God. I'm the Messiah that you've been waiting for. And she was one of the biggest evangelists in Samaria to tell everybody that this man knows everything about me. When I told the woman, I just didn't preach to her. I came with words of knowledge, words of wisdom. And then she said, I'm a psychic. And then after the psychic part, she said, I'm a miracle worker. And, I, and then she, I said, no, I am just filled with the Holy Spirit. They, see, that's the thing. That's what's sad is that the church has not shown the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we have dead churches. That's why we have dead religions. That's why we have dead pastors. And I hate to say it, but it's true. And why pastors don't talk about this stuff? Because guess what? They don't operate in it. And they should be. They should be. And every believer can operate in these gifts, these anointings, these, um, this gift that God gives us. So I'm going to share the first scripture. The first scripture is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. And it says... <clears throat> I'm just going to paraphrase. So God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You cannot do this without God's grace to empower you to do it. Okay? If you lack humility, then you need to get before the Lord and have him humble you to a place where you will receive God's grace, which will empower you to transform, to change, to conform to his image. And then you're submitted under his hand, which then he'll exalt you. At first, I didn't have words of knowledge. When I first started this, I didn't even know what a word of knowledge was. I didn't know what a word of wisdom was. I didn't know about the gifts of healing, uh, the gifts of faith, the gift of miracles, uh, tongues. I didn't understand that. But this is all biblical. This is all accurate. And I think what the church has kind of done is that we don't talk about it because we feel like not everyone can have it. No, you can have it if you earnestly seek for it. If you start to know, it says my children perish because of a lack of knowledge. That's what happens. That's what most of the world, they don't think that like, whoa, we can operate in that. That's why they search all these different avenues for power when they can receive the power from the Lord through the Holy Spirit. But it takes us humbling ourselves before God. It takes us submitting and surrendering to God. 
And when we do that, he empowers us and gives us great power to do his will. For me, I guess I can speak for myself. I would hate just to be a Christian and not operate in power. That would suck. I can't tell you how how amazing it was to go into a Motel 6 that was drug infested, that was totally corrupt, that was just nasty. And I feel the presence of God on me everywhere I go. And people start seeing the presence of God on me. And I could... And they could see it and they're letting me pray for him. And they're respecting the anointing, even though they don't know me. You know what I mean? And the woman is, is, is a bystander of seeing the operating of the Holy Spirit. So I want to say that first. So God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So remember that first. Before you start trying to seek gifts, you need to humble yourself before God, period. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee. Okay? So the next... Um, scriptures I want to take you is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 and 11. So I'm gonna, what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about today about words of wisdom, words of knowledge to go and to operate in divine healing. Now, this Thursday, I'm going to talk about words of wisdom, words of knowledge for everything else. It can be your finances. It can be your relationships. It can be your work area. I mean, Everything in between, okay? Deliverance. I've received, I'm just gonna be straight up honest with you. Most of the times I pray for people to get healed, it's because it's due to a word of knowledge. It's always, there's always something that God shares with me and He says, Christian, they're dealing with shoulder pain. Christian, they have arthritis. Christian, they have uh, head trauma, whatever the case. And when I say that, boom, it becomes real because it's actually happened to them. They're actually previously going through it. So let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 and 11. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, just turn there. Everyone get over there. All right, so let me just give you a kind of a brief definition what a word of knowledge is and what a word of wisdom is. Can anyone kind of explain to me right now what that means? Anybody? Anybody have a clue? Repeat the question. Okay, Does can anyone give me... Like a definition, a description of what a word of knowledge is or a word of wisdom. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Okay. Okay. That's good. Anybody else? I kind of have something. Okay. Go for it. Um, I feel like a word of knowledge could be like, maybe it's about someone else, like for their health or like maybe... They're going to, I don't know, if they go down a certain street, they might get in a car accident or something or, but then a word of, I don't, a word of wisdom would be like, you need to, like, maybe it's for yourself or something or like more like long-term, like, oh, you need to start eating healthier Mm -hmm. or you're going to get sick type of thing. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. No, those are great. So I'm going to I'm going to give you definitions but I'm going to make it I'm going to simplify it. So a, so write this down. A word of knowledge 
is either present or past tense. A word of knowledge is either present or past tense. Now the next one. A word of wisdom is future. Think about this. You have the knowledge for right now. You have knowledge from the past. But you can't tell the future unless you have divine wisdom to know. Does that make sense? So a word of wisdom is for future and a word of knowledge is for present and past tense. Okay. And then also this is more to the definition if you want to write this down. A word of wisdom is a spiritual utterance at a given moment through the spirit supernaturally disclosing the mind purpose and will of God as applied to a specific situation so we can condense that we can say it discloses the mind, the purpose, and will of God as applied to a specific situation. Okay? So let me give you, um, let's do this. Okay. I'll give you an example. I've had multiple words of wisdom for people. Okay? So let's, so say God tells me this particular person is going to be an evangelist. Now I'm going to I am going to operate as the spirit yields to me or as I yield to him and he speaks through me prophetically prophesying over that person but then giving them words of wisdom how to do it. Does that make sense? So I'm prophesying, "Hey, you're going to travel to South America, you're going to hit these nations, and then the wisdom's going to be God's going to supply you a team, God's going to supply you a wife, God's going to um He's going to make a way for you to go through these areas in detail. Okay. That can't be a word of knowledge because it hasn't happened yet. Does that make sense? It's something that's going to happen in the future. And for a word of wisdom to actually be birthed, you have to take the responsibility of that word you received from a man or woman of God and bring it before the Lord and let the Lord uh, reveal it the blueprint how to be successful with this word of wisdom to come to pass. Does that make sense? I have a question. Yes. So let's say you have a word of wisdom for someone and you, like you just said, you're going to be a minister of travel over the world and yeah. you be married. Yeah. Do you, does Holy Spirit tell you that in like a vision or thoughts or, or are you speaking in the utterance of the Holy Spirit? Like it's your spirit. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. You're, you're jumping ahead of me. You're, you're, a, you're asking the right questions. You're asking the right questions. Um, I will explain that. I just want you to get the definition of it right now, okay? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you actually how to operate in it. And then I'm going to pray for you guys to receive it. And then you're going to walk in it. Isn't that going to be amazing? Glory to God. Okay. So now let's talk about a word of knowledge. Okay, we talked about the word of wisdom. Does anyone have any questions yet besides how to operate? I'm going to tell you just the definition right now. Then I'll show you how to operate. Okay. Okay, word of knowledge 
is a supernatural revelation of information pertaining to a person or an event given for a specific purpose, usually having to do with immediate need. That's, I like that. That's a good definition. I'll read that again, okay? So a word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation of information pertaining to a person or an event given for a specific purpose, usually having to do with an immediate need. So like how we're going to talk about sickness. Usually if someone's sick, they need help now, not later. Right? Now, there could be times where you feel like, you know, God's giving you an insight, a revelation, information. And you're like, I believe when you go into surgery, God's going to supernaturally heal you. That's a word of wisdom. Okay? That's not a word of knowledge. But say like you're meeting someone for the first time and you just get something in your mind that says something's wrong with them. Physically, a physical ailment, a sickness, um, they're not well. You don't always have to be spot on. You can just say, hey, I feel like God's telling me there's, you, you have some sort of physical infirmity. You're dealing with some sort of sickness. You're dealing with some sort of disease. Okay, like for instance, I was today, right? I was checking that girl into the hotel. I'm talking to the cashier and I didn't have it exactly. I stepped out in faith and I said, you're dealing with some sort of physical sickness. And then I said, well, you're kind of dealing, I think, with, with asthma. Like you're dealing with asthma. And then also I feel like you're dealing with some sort of joint pain, like arthritis, like a premature arthritis or fibromyalgia. And then she says, yes, you're right. And then the girl's like, you're a psychic. And I'm like, no. I corrected her right away. I said, no, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't do witchcraft. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Okay? Um, we always give all glory, honor, power, and praise to the Lord. So that is the definitions of word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Does anyone have any questions before we jump into now the scripture of how this is biblical? I'm just going to be straight up honest. Mormons ain't going to talk about this. Catholics ain't going to talk about this. Baptists ain't going to talk about this. The people that are filled with the Spirit of God know that these gifts pertain to the believer. These gifts pertain to the ecclesia, the church, right? So let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Spiritual gifts, unity, and diversity. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Did you hear that? First sentence. I want you to know about these spiritual gifts and I don't want you to be stupid. <laughs> I want you to know. I want you to understand that this is for you. Now, a lot of people get carried away, right? We either, we either search for the gifts and the powers of God and then we never focus on the relationship with Jesus. You can, let me, Holy Spirit, help me to say this correctly. 
You can operate in the power of God without having a relationship with God. Did you hear me? You can operate in the power of God without having a relationship with God. So I encourage you, work on the relationship, make sure you're solid, and all this stuff will follow. Do you see how we see ministers and other people have, that have fell due to power, due to greed, doing to no fear of the Lord, right? And then they fall, even though they're operating in miracles, signs, and wonders. I want to encourage you that what I did today doesn't earn me another ticket to heaven or give me another mansion in heaven. I'm just being a son doing what God's told me to do and walking in the power of it. I can't, I can't, it would be so much pressure on me and especially on you if you had to do it based off performance, right? You're like, you're, 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 you're never, you're never as good as your last miracle or your last word of knowledge or your last word of wisdom or your last healing. Do you see what I'm saying? That's not your identity. This is this part of your arsenal, your tool belt that you do to work in the kingdom of God. Does that make sense? Okay, okay, all right. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse two. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Now, I think what God is saying here is that I believe this interpretation is that Gentiles, including us, we're not of a Jewish descent or whoever is, you know, okay. But we were carried away by different gifts, different powers of other gods. Does that make sense? We were carried away by the idols of Molech and Baal and Ishtar and all those other things, right? Because we're seeking power. But God's showing you, hey, 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 if you stick with me, I will give you dominus power. Okay? So, reading 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of, call, the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so when we're getting a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom from somebody, we need to make sure that they believe Jesus is Lord so that we know that they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, there's there's other false prophets, there's false evangelists, there's false apostles, there's false teachers, there's false pastors that can still operate in this power. But you got to know if it comes from the Lord or doesn't. Okay. Remember, Jeremiah was the prophet in his day, and all these other prophets were saying that we're not of the Lord. They were using divination to hear familiar spirits, okay, to tell the people, hey, you know, you guys don't need to repent. We're not going to die by famine and sword. And God says, no, those false prophets that I did not tell to go out. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I feel like the Lord's telling me to. I did not... Call those prophets to come and prophesy in my name. I never sent them. So they will die by the same prophecy, the same word of knowledge, the same word of wisdom that they were given, and they'll die by it. Okay? So I, I want to make this clear is that when we operate in a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, the gifts of miracles, the gifts of healing, the gifts of faith, 
the interpretation of tongues. We have to make sure that we're being used by the Holy Spirit. We're not searching different avenues. We're not trying to do shortcuts. We're building this relationship with the Lord. He's equipping us to do his work. And then we go serve, serve, serve. That's all. That's what a minister does. We serve. We serve the people. You're the biggest servant. So if you're trying to hop into ministry, trust me, it's not all cracked up what it's supposed to be. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you get to see cool stuff. Yes, you get to serve the Lord. But we're here to serve. That's what Jesus came. He came as a bond servant. Lowered himself. Humbled himself. And then highly exalted by God. Okay. And then when it was talking about the curse part, it was, it was used in an evil connotation. Right. It was trying to say that like Jesus wasn't the perfect sacrifice that redeemed us from the curse of the law. Okay. Like Jesus deserved that. Or it, it's also meant a curse in the Greek. It's called anathema and it's meant to alienated from god without hope of being redeemed so jesus didn't just go on the cross so that we could be separated from god jesus went on the cross so we can be reconciled to god okay now we're gonna get into the gifts first corinthians chapter 12 verse 4 there are diversity of gifts but the same spirit do you hear that same spirit different gifts there are difference of ministries, which we all have a ministry, but the same Lord. We have the same boss. That's what I like to say. I have a ministry. Alice has a ministry. And Helica has a ministry. Jordan has a ministry, right? But same Lord, same spirit. Okay? Verse 6. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. So say I'm called to do an evangelist. Alice is called to do missionary work. Jordan's called to be a worship leader. We're all doing different activities, but we're still glorifying God. We're still doing the purpose of what God has us here to do. And not one gift is better than the other, but they're both glorifying the body of Christ. Okay, we need each other. We're all different members, okay? We're here for purpose and value. So don't think that, well, my gift is not... It's not as cool as this person or it's not as great as that other person. No, no, no. God will add more to you. Do you understand that? When I first started four years ago and now, oh my goodness, God has added a lot more to me. God is not, God's not making cookie cutter Christians. He's making us diverse into his masterpiece, into his workmanship. And I, I believe in these last days, he's making us into hybrids. Now, get me wrong, not hybrid like as a mutant human, but I'm talking about in a different uh, calling where you're going to be prophesying, but you're also going to be evangelizing. You're going to be doing missionary work, but you're going to be doing, you know, uh, building churches as an apostle. Like you're going to be doing multiple different things. You're not just going to be strictly doing one thing because in this last days, we got to get this job done. And we have this mandate because Jesus is on his way. And he's going to use whoever's faithful, whoever's willing, whoever's going to say yes. So I'll continue along. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit 
to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another of discerning spirits, and to another different kind of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Okay, do you see how many gifts there is? That's a lot of gifts, okay? Each one of you has a gift. And I would say each one, at least here, has probably at least two or three gifts. Now, just by a show of hands, has anyone operated in any of these gifts before that I mentioned? Okay, we've got one. And everyone else is blank. Okay. <laughs> Alice, you go, girl. Get it. So the thing is, <laughs> Romans chapter 1, verse 11 says, I'm going to read this to you. Romans chapter 1, verse 11 says, For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be what? Established. Verse 12, That is that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith of both you and me. So when... When Paul's talking to the Romans about imparting a gift, he's saying a spiritual gift. What is that? What we just read. That's the title. It says spiritual gifts. He want, So he's telling us earnestly seek those gifts. Now seek Jesus. But when you seek Jesus, you'll get those gifts. Do you understand? Jesus knows you can't do his will. And you can't get... The assignment done, if you do not have the power to back it, you don't have the right tools. I would not go to a house that's getting built and have no tools on me. That's stupid. I don't have a saw. I don't have a hammer. I don't have a drill. I don't have a ruler. I mean, I don't have any of this stuff. I can't get the job done. But see what the foreman does. He, he gives the tools to the employees, the construction workers to build the house. Jesus has given us his tools, his power to build his house. Jesus is the, is the cornerstone. He is the chief cornerstone. And we are building the house of the Lord here upon the earth. We are actually his building. We are actually his stones being built as a temple of God. And what I'm trying to tell you is that You will not be able to fulfill the will of God in your life if you do not have any spiritual gifts. I'm going to tell you that. You won't. Um, I don't even know. Do you have them all? Yes. You have all nine within side of you. But Holy Spirit, right? But Holy Spirit distributes to you each one individually as he wills. So did... So it it determines on the situation. It determines on what's going on and what need, what tool needs to be given to get the job done. Right. If I if there's a nail and I have to nail a uh, a bunch of nails onto the wall, well, don't give me a saw. Give me a hammer. Right. If I need to cut wood a certain inch by inch, don't give me a hammer. Give me a saw. Does that make sense? He'll give you different gifts. For the situation that's at hand. Okay? So don't ever say, well, I don't have that gift. You actually do. I just don't know if you haven't asked God for it. 
there's a certain gift that I'm asking God for right now. That's very like, it's a very strong gift. And I know that I have to go deeper to get that gift. Does that make sense? Okay. So with that being said, okay, we read that part. Now I'm going to stop right there because I'm going to read the other half uh, Thursday. So these words of knowledge are gates to people's hearts. That's what I like to say. These words of knowledge, these words of wisdom are gates to people's hearts because what it does, it makes God real. Because then they're going to be like, how did you know that? How did you know that? They're going to ask you. I've, I've had 90% of them usually say, how did you know that? Boom. Your opportunity. The Lord told me. What? Yeah. The Holy Spirit told me. And then now you're able to share the word with them. You're able to share, hey, God wants to heal you. God's not playing games. God's not here to just tell me that and not doing anything about it. Think about that. When you get a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom for somebody, God wants to do that right now. Remember that. So don't ever think that like, oh, you heard it and you said it. And if they say yes to it, that um, that's it. Don't, don't ever do that. You finish it, you follow up, and you see it through, okay? Now, I know this might be intimidating. I know this might be scary, but this is for disciples. This is for the people that want to walk by faith. These are for the people that don't want to sit behind the desk but want to get in the field. So it takes trial and error, but I'm telling you, the more times you do it, the more you step out in faith, the more you'll see God come. I'm t- I, <laughs> I can't tell you. I mean, it, you, literally, by the Spirit of God, it will draw people near to you. If I would have stayed there and stopped teaching, I would probably I would have been touching a bunch of other people in that hotel. I'll tell you what, because I was already I was flowing, I was going, I was ready to move, and the Spirit was willing to work. He's always willing to work. I just had to cooperate with the Holy Spirit and operate in this flow. Now, is there any questions there before I start before I start identifying how to receive a word of knowledge or how to operate in a word of wisdom? Any other questions with the scripture that I gave you? Because the more you ask, the more revelation you get. The more revelation you get, the more you're going to receive. Because I'm not going to hear just to preach to you guys. I want you to receive this. By raise of hands or, or, or whatever on the chat, who, when we prayed for dreams and visions, who received that? Did you guys start getting more of that? Did you guys feel like it started like accelerating more? Well, that's because we're teaching the word. Yeah, see, you got a hand right there. The thing is... If you preach, see that this is what the Lord told me. He says, Christian, they will have the faith if you just preach and tell them about it. They'll believe it. So if I always talked about prosperity, you're going to start believing about prosperity. If I always talk about healing, you're going to believe in healing. Right? So see, look, another said absolutely big time. So the thing is, if you come expecting not just hearing the word, but receiving the revelation and the gift, 
Oh my goodness, I'm telling you, you will fly past all your Christian friends because you're you're here to receive. You're here to grow with the Lord. You're here not just to be a listener, but a doer, okay? So glory to God. All right. So these gifts are for today, okay? They're under the new covenant. So if someone says, oh no, well, that's just for a pastor. That's just for an apostle. That's for an evangelist. That is a lie from hell. Where does it say that? Where does that say that in the word? That that's only, those gifts are just for ministers of the gospel. Tell me. It doesn't say. So that's what I want to make sure that you guys are equipped. Because guess what? When you stop, when you start operating in this, you're going to start shaking hell's gates. I'm telling you. You're going to start destroying the works of the devil. You're going to be able to get a word of knowledge and say, that person has a spirit of of a poverty on them. I'm going to cast that spirit out of them. How did you know that? Because the Lord told you. The Lord will identify things to you that will seem okay. So let's let's. I'm gonna start slow, and I'm gonna just tell me if I am going too quick. Okay. So let's say we are talking to someone random. Okay. Let's just, let's just do grocery store. Okay. We're in line at the grocery store. And this woman or man turns around and they start making small talk with you, okay? And all of, a so- all of a sudden, you just feel like, hmm, I either sense that the Holy Spirit is trying to tell me something. We know, right? As believers, we can sense when Holy Spirit's trying to get our attention, right? Right? We have a little bit of a discernment utterance about that. Now, sometimes how it works for me, I'm not saying it worked for you. But the experiences that I've had with people, countless experiences with people, is either I will get the word, as in arthritis. Let's just say that. Arthritis. I'll either hear it from the Holy Spirit say arthritis. I'll either get even through my head in bold letters arthritis. Or you just get a thought why did arthritis pop in my head? Okay? So when you start hearing that, I want you to look at who you're talking to, but also I want you to identify the radius of the Holy Spirit. And what I mean by radius, it's usually a five to 10 feet radius for someone, for somebody. So for instance, today, I said, someone's dealing with asthma and dealing with, you know, some joint pain and all that. When I said that, it was for that girl and the other girl. She said, I deal with asthma too. So she took it too. So that was a two and one for deal. That's the best one. Two for one. You get to pray for both. They both get healed. Amazing, right? So don't be afraid if you miss it. What's the worst that can happen? Nothing. You lose your dignity. Well, guess what? Dignity is not a fruit of the spirit. So you don't need to be operating in it, right? So when you get to this place of saying, let's just, like I said, hypothetically speaking, you're, you're around someone, you hear arthritis. You can either, if, if you're talking that mid-conversation, you can be like, hey, you know what? I just feel something's really impressed on my heart right now, or however you want to word it. Be like, are you dealing with arthritis? You got a 50-50 chance. Yes or no? No? They say no. 
okay, I'm sorry. I just, I just thought maybe something was wrong with you. I apologize. And I, I'm just trying to hear the Lord's voice. I, I'm a Christian. I just believe in healing. Most people will be like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet of you. You're so great. You know, you're so kind, but thank you. And that's it. Okay, you're, pl- you're playing all these scenarios in your head that don't even happen. Now, there's some that will be acting crazy, but that's usually like a very small percentage, okay? Now, if they say yes, now you can, now you can step in the arena of your faith. Still, you're still in the arena of faith, but now you get to operate in the demonstration of that faith. Does that make sense? So now you can be like, hey, you know what? Well... I usually like to say this one. Um, well, I told you what was wrong with you. You didn't tell me. What do you think about that? They'll be like, yeah, that is strange. That is true. Yeah. And then I'll just tell them like, hey, well, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not a psychic. I heard the spirit of the Lord tell me this. Can I pray for you? I really feel like he's going to heal you. Most of the time they'll be like, okay. They, they're not expecting to get healed. This is when the activation of your faith comes to play. This is when the point of contact, you touch that infirmity, you lay hands, boom. Point of contact right here. It's over. It's over for them in a good way. (laughs) So that's when you can let the spirit of God touch them. Pray for them. It doesn't have to be this magical prayer. You just pray for that certain infirmity to leave them and then to be healed in Jesus name. It could be so quick. Trust me, I know there's times where you have like three seconds or you have three minutes, okay? Do the best you can. Guess what? Jesus can work with any time that you got, okay? He can make it happen. Now, okay, does anyone have any questions for me right? I do. Okay, go for it. Go for it. I do. Um, I went to, last weekend, I went to go get, uh, not this Sunday, but past Sunday, I went to go get healed by Chad Gonzalez. Okay. I don't know if you know too much about him. And the girl that, the Uber that took me to this place, I I was feeling all these things about her that there was something was wrong with her. Like, I don't know, like, uh, um... The way she looked and everything, but I mean, not like terrible, but just, just, I just had that in my spirit, in my spirit. So she goes, you're going to go get healed? And I said, yes. I said, but I can also heal people too, but I want somebody also like this powerful man that I didn't have, uh, um, that someone told me about him and he's very, um, strong and healing so i'm i'm gonna go to him but i I also can do it myself and she said well i i i'm sick but i i prefer doctors Mm. so then i kind of like shut down i went like Mm. like something blocked me yeah and then i got stuck yeah so then, you know, what What do you do? I got stuck. I didn't know what else to say. Yeah, so what happened was because she said that, a spirit of fear happened, right? A spirit of fear is like, okay, now oh, what I say, what can I do? How can I turn this around? And that's what the enemy will do. See, the thing is, there is a spiritual war going on. And when you felt like when she says, well, I just depend on doctors and not, you know, whatever, yeah. divine healing, you shut down because that spirit of fear came over you. If you let that spirit of fear come over you, I'm sorry, it's, it's going to be a wrap. It's going gonna, it's gonna to cage you up. 
The thing is, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Did you see? Do you understand the first word is power? The first word is power, love, then a sound mind. So what I would have done in your situation, if she said that to me, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, have you ever met the great physician? Oh, who's that? Oh, it's Jesus. I've seen Jesus heal hundreds of people. I know the power of God is real. I'm telling you. If you just taste and see that the Lord was good, he'll restore you. And if you're feeling that stuff and you already had those feelings, you should have next time voiced them out because then it would have made the Lord real. And then she would have believed, wait, wait, wait. How does this woman know all this stuff about me? So... I started to talk to her, but we already have got to our destination. Right. And she said, I really got to go. I really have to go. Right. So. Well, and I understand. So there's going to be people that rush you off. There's going to be people that try to stop. But that's when we can really. Okay. So it says in the word of God that the violent take it by force. I'm not saying get violent with a person, but you have to be aggressive because there's a spiritual warfare going on. The enemy is trying to stop her from receiving her healing and knowing who Jesus is. Okay? You're there to show who Jesus is and the power of it. You could, I don't care if you were going to go get prayed to get healed from whatever. You can still pray for that person and God can use you to heal that person and then you can get healed some other way. So next time, just be like, hey, you know, honey, I, I just feel like God uh, loves you so much. He's the healer. Uh, he's amazing. Would you just let me pray for you? What's the worst that can happen? Nothing. I love to say that because then there's no pressure. There's nothing. And what you do is you activate your faith for them to get healed. Most of the time when I pray for people, it's my faith that they get healed. I know that sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true because I'm thinking to myself, well, if I'm praying for an unbeliever, they have no faith. Right? They don't believe in Jesus. So, so what am I going to do? Be like, well, God, they don't have faith. They're not going to get healed. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to pray for hundreds of people that I've done. See, the thing is, I pray for them to get to a place where they get an encounter with God. Their heart gets open. They give their life to Jesus. That's all I need. All I need is them to get an encounter with the Lord. God opens their heart for that split second. And now they're ready for the day of salvation. So don't don't be hard on yourself. Just next time, be a little bit more assertive in a good way. You can you can you can be bold with your faith and not offend people. And and, and who cares? People are gonna get offended anyway. It's it's okay. It's okay. God sees you stepping out, trying to minister, trying to activate your faith. Okay. So um, that was a great one, though. That, that was really good. Anybody else? That's good, Mom. That's awesome that she stepped out. Mm -hmm. That's really, really good. And, and, mm -hmm. and like, she's going to get more confident every time she steps out and steps out. Yep. Yep. And, and, most people, and most people are really, really nice. I mean, the other day yeah. I got, no, yeah. I know, but most people are, like, yeah. open to it, you know? Uh, yeah. So well, I want to ask a question about your faith. So is it that your faith grew because you saw these manifestations or you're just stepping out at first and then you started seeing the manifestations. That's what your faith grew. And now, you know, that Holy spirit, you know, that's all I'm talking Like I want to ask, ask about your faith. Okay. So the, the first six months when I gave my life to Jesus, 
Because that lady was asking me that. Uh, her name was uh, Melinda. She says, when, so how long have you been a Christian for? I'm like, a real Christian? Four years ago. She's like, when did you start? She literally asked me, when did you start experiencing this? When did you, like, I said, within six months, I was already on fire for the Lord. So I wouldn't even go and, I don't even know if I was, I'm trying to remember back if I even had words of knowledge. I was just so on fire to tell everyone about Jesus. I was literally this, that was the case. I was like, I'm going to share this with everybody. Because this is amazing. I don't care if they don't believe me. I don't care if they think I'm freaking loopy. I'm going to share Jesus. And when I would do that, I feel like Holy Spirit would accompany me when I would start talking. And like they would start telling me what was wrong with them. I didn't even have to have a word of knowledge. Oh, yeah, I messed up my back yesterday. I've had this surgery and I had bolts in my shoulder for 20 years. I mean, I've talked to all these drivers, right? These, these real manly men. And I'm like, hey, dude, can I pray for you? And no joke, Jesus healed probably like 90% of them. They would come back. They wouldn't get even healed that day. They would come back three months later. Hey, man, since you prayed with me three months ago, my shoulder hasn't been the same. It's been way better. Or the one dude I prayed for his knee, like he was an Amazon driver. Within a couple stops, his knee gets fully healed. And then he said he felt something push him out of his truck and got re-injured. This is a war going on, guys. There's a war. But guess what? Greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. So what I had to do was this. I was just sharing my testimony. I was sharing what God was doing in my life. I didn't know much scripture. I probably butchered scripture. I butchered. I'd be like, da, da, da. I'd, I'd put two verses together and make them. You don't think God could work that? He can work that. He doesn't need you to be a theologian. He doesn't need you to be a scholar. He just needs you to step out in faith. He can, trust me, Jesus is the great evangelist. Jesus is the great prophet, the teacher, the pastor, the apostle, the son of God. He can work with you where you're at. So for me, I just got to this place where I got fearless. And even if they said they didn't get healed, I didn't even care. I said, Lord, thank you for healing them. Thank you for restoring them. I just wouldn't, I wouldn't let the doubt. You can't let the doubt of them not experiencing instant manifestations of healing to stop you from ministering or witnessing to somebody. At the, okay. end of the, at the end of the day, you're not supposed to heal people. You're supposed to witness to people. You're supposed to minister to people. And then what God does, he accompanies it with miracles, signs, and wonders. Okay, that's awesome because that encourages me. Because I pray for a lot of people. I step out. Yeah. But just patient right there. You know what I mean? But I'm going to keep going and going. And I am getting bolder. Like, Glory to God. I just do it. But, you know, Glory I want to, in Jesus' name, I'm going to start seeing the manifestations. Glory but thank you because that encourages me. Yes. Anybody else? Same with me. I prayed over um, my masseuse. She was having some female problems. And so I wanted her up and leave when she was done. Her next appointment was coming, but I kept feeling mm -hmm. in my heart like, pray for her, pray for yes. her. She's already told me she's a Greek Orthodox. Mm -hmm. And so, but I've been planting, right? I planted a seed. I talked to her. I tell her, give her my uh, testimony. And. Mm -hmm. Tell her, yes, these things are going on that I'm worried about that, that do concern me day-to-day -day life, but I'm not worried long-term because it's God's in control and I fully trust Him. 
Amen. And so she also struggled with anxiety. Anyway, so I mm-hmm. prayed over her, mm-hmm. and she allowed me. I said, "You would you allow me? Would you let me pray over you?" And she said, "Yes." And we prayed, but at the end, and I think it was—I'm almost sure it was the end. I mean, one, he tried to put doubt that, and then reminded me of something I had said earlier when I had doubt about, like with God, right? Like, is, yeah. is he really going to do this? And he right. reminded me, yeah. like you said this earlier, can he really? Mm-hmm. And I knew, and I just kind of stepped back, and yeah. I seemed a little bit, um, I came across a little bit unsure. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, I thought, should I text her and ask her if she was healed, or do I just believe that she is healed? But when I said, in Jesus' name, she looked up at me like, in Jesus' name, like, we, I don't believe in Jesus. Mm. And I asked her, well, who do you believe in? And, and what do you believe? What are your beliefs? She goes, I don't even know anymore. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. No, so, okay, that's, you guys are bringing really good ones. So when that happens, right, when, when the enemy brings condemnation, shame, regret, past, you did this today, you can't heal nobody, you can't witness, you got to shut that thought down in Jesus' name. Because all he's trying to do is quench your faith. If you can quench your faith, of course she ain't going to get healed by her faith. She don't know what to believe. It's by your faith that she's going to get healed. And I think we, we tend to forget that because we're like, oh, okay, it's different when you're praying for another Christian. Yes, absolutely. Their faith has to be there. And yes, Jesus said, I cannot do many miracles here because of their faith. But what Jesus did was he used his faith to times to heal people. I, I, I know it doesn't say that in the scripture. I know it says like most of the time it's by their faith that they were healed. Yes, but... Do you think Jesus ministered to them and witnessed to them and showed them who he was? Then he prayed for them or then he said something to them. So there was an act there. That's what I want to say. It's not just like it was this this blind faith. No, he he showed who he was, that he is the Messiah. So next time, Alice, when that thought comes of condemnation, shame, regret, flash of sin and this and this, be like, I thank you, Father. That greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I fight that thought with the word. Because it's really not you, Alice. It's the greater one living in you that's doing the work. Amen. So what you do is, like, you, you take that pressure off. And all he's trying to do... Well, see, what the enemy does is he tries to quench. Right? And then he tries to... Um, he tries to quench... And he tries to grieve the Holy Spirit for you to grieve the Holy Spirit. Then there's no operation of faith there. So even if she said, well, I don't believe that he can. Well, I'd be like, hey, I believe Jesus loves you so much. He's so merciful. He's so gracious. He'll show you who he is. He's a powerful working God. I believe that he can do all things. It says all things are possible for them that believe. You know what I mean? You can just, man, bam, just shut her up with the word. I mean, I know it sounds bad, but you... That, that, demon, that demon will shut up. That unbelieving demon, that deceptive demon that's trying to cause, it will stop and the word of God will penetrate her heart because it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Like, right there. And she'll be like, oh, what was that? That felt real. Wait, what is that? I'm feeling something different on me. Bam, the Holy Spirit touched her. Do you see that? That's why you got to be so filled with the word. The word, man, that's how we fight our battles. So, great job, Alice. 
great job of being obedient, stepping out, even though you didn't think, you didn't know what was going to happen. You still stepped out in faith. I'm going to tell you this. This is very sad, but there's only 3% of Christians that actually step out. Out of 100%, all the churches, it's no joke, this is statistics, 3% step out. Three. And it says only 1% lead someone to the Lord. Like give, like people give their life to Jesus. You're the 1%. You guys are the 1%. You guys are here on a Monday at almost 9 o'clock at night learning how to grow with the Lord and operate. That's, that takes faith. That takes a hunger for the Lord. And it says, bless who... Uh, blessed are those who are hunger and seek for righteousness, for they shall be filled. We're trying to live righteously by the word of God, and we're going to get filled. So glory to God. That's amazing. Because um, I know we got like a few minutes left. I want to share a word of wisdom with you guys. Okay, so let's do a different scenario. Okay, let's just use... Um, Oh, this is going to be a tough one. Um, Lord, show me how to deal with this. Okay. We're going to use your um, example, Alice. So your, um, your friend that is, was a massage person or? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, she is. She's my uh, massage therapist. Okay. So let's just say your massage therapist. Okay. Let's say. Alice gets a word of wisdom and says, hey, um, I, I would be careful. Like, say she mentions, like, her boyfriend. Or let's just say she has somebody. I don't, I don't know, whatever, significant other. And you just feeling in your, in your spirit that there's going to be some, some big drama or catastrophe or, or something. You're feeling something wrong that those two, something's going to happen to them. And you share that with them thinking that it's a word of knowledge saying, hey, are you dealing with anything with your, with your boyfriend or your husband? Are you, are, you having, are you fighting a lot or whatever the case is? And if she says no, what I would do in that place, I've had it too many times. Yes, it doesn't happen then, but it happens later. I've had a man that I was going to pray for. I said, dude, something's wrong with your shoulder. Is there is anything like messed up? Is there any kinks, joints? Like, do you feel like you lost strength? And he said, no, I haven't. And then I thought like to myself, well, maybe I just missed it. Maybe I didn't hear the Lord right. Two days later, he texts me. He gets his shoulder injured at the gym. So you, you'll get a word of wisdom. But what I should have done is still prayed that that preventative maintenance that that was not going to happen, right? You can, so Alice, you can be like, hey, you know what? Okay, that's fine. But I want to pray that in the future that this doesn't happen. Like you don't get in a bad car accident or, or, or something traumatic happens, right? You, you, I'm learning that even if you think that you're wrong, just keep going with it because you could be possibly right. I'd rather you step out and be wrong than not step out and be right. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So I almost, yeah. So the thing is I've done that and I've shot myself in the foot because I'm like, well, God, um, I, I asked them and, and they said no. And then boom, the Lord's like, that was a word of wisdom, Christian. So you have to know the difference from a word of wisdom, from a word of knowledge, right? A word of wisdom is future. 
right? Word of knowledge is present and past tense, okay? Like you can even have a word of wisdom slash prophecy. Let's just say this. Um, say I'm praying for someone or feel like, hey, God wants you to open up a business. And then like, okay, what business? You can be like, oh, I, I feel like God's telling you to open a business with construction. And I almost feel like God wants you to partner with someone locally, or you can even say, like, say you'd even say God gave you a word of knowledge for a friend that does construction. That's a word of wisdom. If he if that person takes what you said and goes before the Lord, or just let's just say steps out in faith and does and does it, that's a word of wisdom that happened. Right? There he doesn't that person doesn't have a business. Or they, they don't know that particular person, but God opens a door for them to meet that person. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it too many times. So also we can get like really deep. Like you can be in these places and I believe some of you will be, but you'll be with people that are government officials, senators, people in Congress, and God will give you a word of wisdom for them saying, hey, you need to choose this route. Because this is going to be successful. If you go this way, it's going to lead to destruction. That's a word of wisdom. That's, that's, pro, that's prophesying, but also giving a word of wisdom how to be successful in that area. Right? So, um, I'm going to go over this even more so on Thursday. But for the healing okay. part, this is, is so fundamental. I'm telling you, like... I'm not saying always depend on, on a word of knowledge to go pray for the sick. If you see someone in the cast, you don't need a word of knowledge that there's something wrong with them. If you see someone limping, if you see someone hold their shoulder, or you see someone that just looks in a wheelchair and crutches, you don't need a word of knowledge to be like, hey, God, what's wrong with them? How about you just say, hey, um, yeah, like, like, just be like, just be compassionate, just be compassionate. Just say, hey, I feel what's wrong with you? What happened? You, everyone loves to talk about themselves. So if you ask someone, they'll, they'll share. They'll tell you what's up. And then, boom, you go. And then, boom, you activate. Then you, you know, get it. So. Well, it's easy. Tell people that are, like, blind. Yeah. You even have to just act like you acted upon it or, or yeah. someone, you know, that couldn't hear. Yeah. They wanted to just say, I have prayed for people and they have come back. You know, like a few hours later and said, God healed them or like the next day or I heard that they, so, you know, like you just don't know. You don't know. Because you do, I have heard back. Yeah. You know, Alice, you might hear back later or you just never know. It's awesome though. So who, who wants to receive that today? Who wants to receive words of knowledge, words of wisdom? All right. I'm going to pray for you guys. Father God, I just thank you for the word. That was shared. I thank you that the revelation of your knowledge is being extended out to the people that heard your word and the testimony. Father, whoever's hungry, whoever's earnestly expecting the gifts right now, I ask you to bless them. I release that anointing of words of knowledge and words of wisdom to manifest in their lives, to become present in their lives, that Holy Spirit, you would help them to master it, that you would teach it to them, Holy Spirit, and that you would yield to them what you feel what is fit and willing for them to do. I thank you that miracle signs and wonders are going to follow them because it says these signs shall follow them that believe that. Lord God, they wouldn't just seek 
your hand but seek you and all that you have to offer and that you would give to them in abundance right now, Father. I thank you that you're giving them boldness to step out, even when they feel like they don't know the right words to say, that you will fill their mouths and you will give them the right words and the right things to say. In Jesus' mighty name, receive it now. Amen.